The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am sitting here with my best friend, Jill. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) She's nervous. I feel like this is like when I have my mom on, too. She was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm so, she was um, nervous about her voice. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tracks. Just, just let it rip. <gasps> Maybe the goose will unleash. That's terrifying. Jill, Absolutely not. Jill has this goose laugh that just, we call I say the goose is loose when it comes out. Um, so Jill's just going to be here with me for the whole episode. So I'm going to catch you guys up on my week. And then it, it was Jill's birthday, which I missed. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I literally miss it every year. Yeah, that's that's about how it goes. But, you know, it was a great birthday. It's Saturday? Yep, Saturday. And I accidentally miss it because it's an August birthday. And I feel like I consistently haven't been at your birthday in five years. Having a summer birthday my entire life, I have such low expectations for people to come or make plans. I went to summer camp. So when I came home, none of my school friends like you knew it was anything. my birthday. I never got the paper crown in elementary school. It was You like, didn't get to bring the cupcakes. I didn't get to bring the munchkins, the cupcakes, no. <laughs> so I um yeah, I missed Jill's birthday because my friends from home were doing um, a girls' trip in Charleston. My friend Chelsea moved there, I think, like four or five years ago at this point. So we went there for the weekend to see Chelsea. It was my first time seeing her house. I did a TikTok about, like, I was like, my friend has a house and, like, I have a gluten allergy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's where we are in life. <laughs> Like I, you know, her husband cooked us like this gorgeous, like gluten-free breakfast. She like made the tablescape with name cards. That is just so mature. So mature. So elegant. I saw the place settings, the chicken, the waffles. It was gorgeous. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. And I'm like, wow, like I live in a filthy apartment by myself and, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles it's sometimes. A, it's a different world for us single girls out here. It really is. And, like, so we're going to – this is the friendship episode, if you guys are just tuning in. I was going to do an episode where, you know, I spill the tea and I do all of that. I was going to make the spill the tea episode just my interview with Cinco from Love Island. But I was able to also get Cache, who Ooh. we stan. So what I'm going to do this week is a bonus episode where Cinco and Cash from Love Island will be on an um, episode later this week. So if you're Love Island fans, make sure you tune in. Um, yeah, I figured we'll just do a little bonus episode with them this week because since I'm getting both of them, like they deserve their own Platform. I want to see them together. So I asked. I, I said to the PR person, I was like, I know this is like a tall ask, but like, could we do a joint interview? And they were like, no. <laughs> I, like, I was like, please. Can't hurt to ask. Yeah. In the meantime, I will just say glued to Instagram stories and just watch their relationship unfold. Oh, we're watching it all unfold. So we will do, um, like I said, pay attention for that. And speaking of Love Island, Jill and I really have bonded over Love Island because 
I tr- I converted you. Okay, when quarantine hit and we were glued to our couches and our TVs, Alyssa was like, Jill, these are your assigned shows. She literally sent yeah, me a, a list. Note, a list. I was like, Love Island, this is the order you must watch it in. Like, the order of seasons. I didn't know if you... You're not a Bachelor person. Like, you watch Housewives, but you're not, like, a huge romance reality TV fan. So I was like, this might be a stretch. Yeah. We really took a risk, but... I did. um, I I started with season five. I met Molly May and Tommy. And honestly, my love affair has it's an obsession. I talk about it. You're obsessed. I watch their YouTubes religiously. I don't watch anything on YouTube unless it's a Molly <laughs> May update. And sometimes I find myself talking in her British accent. Like oh, yeah. I, I would do anything. Tommy Fury is fighting on the Jake Paul <laughs> card in Cleveland. And I'm like, Tommy in Cleveland is just like he's too fancy to like be in Cleveland. <laughs> I feel like it will be like the Paris Hilton show, um, simple a simple yes. life. Like that's Tommy in Cleveland. Yes, like, like I feel like his like per- his hair is like so gelled that if one thing is like <laughs> out of too place. Beautiful. He's everything. He, oh, he's sort <laughs> we love him so I made Jill um get into Love Island then I made her get into the Vampire Diaries Oof, yeah also another life-changing moment totally life-changing and this might be controversial <laughs> but I am like a Stefan stan yeah I've been, he likes Stefan I know I know and well the other thing I don't want to admit out loud but whatever like I haven't <laughs> finished it and it's been she's like holding on to the last season because she's like I don't want it to end you need to just my problem is that I, I don't like surprises, so I read the spoilers, <laughs> so I need to know that like if there's going to be a happy ending, so I'm not going to ruin it for you now, but I needed to know how The Vampire Diaries was going to end, and so now that <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? You spoiled it. I did my best to not tell you a thing. You were amazing, but now that I know how it's going to end, I'm like... No, I'm good. If you are, and also it, it gets weird in the last season. It's very weird, but if you need to cry, you know, sometimes you need to make yourself cry. You know, nothing made me cry more than when her mom died. <laughs> when Sheriff Forbes died, <laughs> I'm still not okay. So if you need to cry, finish the season. All right. I will sometimes just watch that last episode when I want to feel something. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to feel that the shooting episode from One Tree Hill. Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> That's yeah. the first ever episode of One Tree Hill I watched. Like the school what? shooting. I don't know why. <laughs> no, me too. Because everyone was like, it was like a phenomenon. Like yeah. everyone was like, this episode. Yes. Like, I don't know why. I was like young too. <laughs> yeah. And my brother and sister were watching it with their friends and I wanted to be cool. So I sat and watched it. And then I was literally like terrified for a week. Like I couldn't <laughs> yeah. sleep in my bedroom alone. I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> my favorite thing about One Tree Hill is I keep seeing Nanny Carrie and like new shows. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. And and she will always be Crazy Nanny Carrie. Always. always. Psycho. And I, I watch this show. It's like not that popular called Chicago Med. And she's like such a beautiful nurse and like helps people, or doctor. She helps people and she's so wonderful. And I'm like, I'm going to trust her with that syringe. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Jill that's underrated is like we've been friends for a while. And like she just told me this year, like, oh, yeah, like I'm a big Chicago Med fan. I'm like, <laughs> Chicago Fire, Chicago yeah. Med. <laughs> oh, and they do. My mom loves it. Love Sometimes it I'll watch it. But she's like an underground. I'm like, you've never uttered a word of this. We're we're a small, tight-knit community. (laughs) When they do the crossovers, you're like, oh, who's that? (laughs) No, like, because they're all dating. Like, you would be into it. Oh, no, I would definitely. But I've asked people, I'm like, which one do you watch first? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. They're kind of intertwined. I'm like, I need direction. I got you. Chicago Fire is... I bleed for Chicago. Okay, Fire. well, there's too many shows on TV right now. We'll talk about that in the Spill the okay, Tea sorry. segment because there's literally so many shows on right now that I can't keep up with what I'm watching. And like, it's actually giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, okay. One more thing about Charleston that also relates to TV is that I first night in Charleston, first of all, flying during a pandemic is freaking a mess. Like I was delayed to Nantucket, delayed to Charleston, sat on the plane both times, delayed yesterday when I landed. The, the airports are so understaffed. It's been freaking ridiculous. So anyway, my flight to Charleston got in pretty late. And so we had to push back our dinner reservation. We pull up to dinner and my friend Chelsea that lives there is like, oh, do you recognize that building? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And she's like, oh, that's like the pol- – because they filmed Outer Banks in Charleston, even though they say it's Outer Banks, it's really the whole thing is filmed in Charleston, which is like kind of obvious, you could tell. But anyway, she was like, that's the the like police station. Oh, and right down there, that's like where Gavin got shot. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I feel like if you guys haven't watched it by it's, now. It's like, been long enough. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. I'm only three episodes in, you But guys. you saw that part, right? That's yeah, in yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's seen three at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's like, that's where Gavin got shot. I was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the scene of the camcorder? Like, <laughs> I have been talking about this for two weeks. <laughs> and like, what a full circle moment that I literally am standing on the street with. The, she's like, that's the drain oh that my the God. murder weapon went down. <laughs> and where, like, and that's where they got shot. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't watch like I was late to the Outer Banks party. I literally watched it yesterday, but I saw was seeing all of your posts and all of your stories about the camcorder and I was like, I need to ignore her for a minute because she's gonna post a spoiler yeah. and I don't wanna know. I'm like, I don't understand the significance of this stupid camcorder and then I'm watching it last night and he pulls out this camcorder and I'm like, What the fuck is that? Yeah, like, Are you kidding? Where did he even buy a cassette tape? Like I have a lot of logistical. No, questions. literally I was like in shock. Like Mackenzie can't get over the cassette. The cassette of it all. tape. I like and then he pulls it out and it's like all the strings or whatever you call them are out. I'm like, oh, was that the problem? Or was the rain the problem? It's also like, like bring it to a film store. They could probably, you know, revamp the footage. Yeah, like, for sure. What film store? <laughs> <laughs> your local blockbuster? Yeah, you're so right. Like, where are we getting this Radio from? Shack? <laughs> you, like, got that on eBay? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah. So it was just such a full circle moment to land in Charleston and be on that street of all streets. It's pretty iconic. What are the chances? You you should start those like those Hollywood tours, but like for non Hollywood shows <laughs> or just like lame shit. Um, so then one last thing about my trip, and then we will get into the whole friendship segment. I well, speaking of friendship, actually, you guys know me. I told you I make friends on every plane I go on. This time, I made two more. (laughs) So me and my friend, you know, when you book like a plane ticket through credit card points, Mm -hmm. you don't really have like the option to choose your your seat Mm -hmm. until like you check in for whatever reason. So Ellen and I just like bought it on Chase Points. It's only an hour, 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't really care where I sit on this plane. Um, So morning of, we were like, oh, okay, aisle 12 is available, but only middle seats on both sides. So at least (laughs) we'll be in the same row, but we'll... Both be in middle seats, which sucks. So we were both in middle seats, and the girls in the aisle seats were also friends. So, like, obviously, I don't blame them. If I was booking with a friend, like, we would both book aisles, you know? Yeah. So they were both on the aisles, and Ellen and I were in the middle. And, like, they started off talking, and whenever Ellen and I would try to talk, we would, like, kind of poke out and go around them. (laughs) And then they were kind of like, oh, we feel bad, but they also weren't going to switch because, like, I don't blame them. If you... Pick an aisle seat. I'm not giving it up for a middle. Yeah. So finally, you know me. I'm like itching to talk to them the whole time. But they're catching up. And I just like – 
I get anxiety on planes. I love to talk to people. So I see like an, an in, you know, and <laughs> so I go for You're it. You're eavesdropping this whole conversation, right? Like uh, you I'm know just, everything about I'm their life. I'm chomping at the bit to talk to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> because it really calms my anxiety to like talk to someone on a plane. Yeah. So I like see an in. And I think what happened was the guy came around and he's like, do you, anyone want a beverage or purchase a wine? And we, since we sat on the plane for two hours before we even took off, we oh were all God. like at, so the four of us looked at each other and we're like, let's get a glass of wine. Let's do a bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the four of us got rosé and like, then we were all like bonding. So then Ellen's talking to her girl. I'm talking to my girl. My, my girl, girl, my girl's brown hair, gluten free. Ellen's girl is like, Ellen's blonde. Ellen's girl's like blonde, like surfer vibes. Like they're friends were friends for like for the core four <laughs> I'm like we I followed them on Instagram we're like okay so we're gonna go to Carbone for dinner in the city because apparently they've gluten-free pasta I oh, didn't yeah, know <gasps> wait are they native to Charleston like are they like the Charleston iteration of you and Ellen no they're New Yorkers oh they're New Yorkers oh besties we made friends <laughs> They're our age, graduated same year. I'm like, what are they doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, so they're gonna listen because I was like, do you guys listen to podcasts? Oh and my they were God. like, yeah, I love podcasts. And I was like, you should listen. To my- <laughs> That's, amazing. That's amazing. Well, because yeah. I could tell they were like my demographic. I'm like, they would be in the tea tribe. My people. My people. <laughs> um, so I made plain friends. So we're gonna hang out with them. And let's get into the friendship segment now. Because you know what? I've actually been asked like a lot to talk about this. And I feel like I always have alluded since the beginning of the pod that I want to talk about friendship dynamics and just like friendship through the years. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so rare. Like I was away this weekend with all of my high school friends, which is like not even high school friends. We all went to preschool together. You guys have known each other for through life and it's so rare that you even have a group of friends like not even just one friend but you have a group of friends that you've all seen each other grow up forever it's amazing and it's so nice that you guys all live so close too so you get to like either do these trips for your one friend that doesn't live in town or you're like seeing each other like in the city it's it's so crazy but I think friendships come in all different like shapes and sizes and like for example I want to talk about how Jill and I met so what year do you think that was? Like 2014. 16? No. 2014? No, because I, I graduated 2013, and then I had two jobs before that. I'm telling you it was 2014 because it was the Johnson's Baby event, and I remember the dates. What? <laughs> yeah, but you, I had, I was on my third job in a year. There's no way. Whatever. I'm going to. I'm going to call it 2015 and five. 15, 15 or 16. <laughs> anyway, we, so... I got I switched over from entertainment PR to consumer PR. We started working together on a Johnson's baby event. I'll, I'll never forget. I was sitting in a meeting. The door opened, and this new girl in this <laughs> cute, like black turtleneck dress. And I was like, "Wow, she is so gorgeous and mature." And she walked. What? In. Wait, really? Oh my god, yes! In that upstairs conference room, and I was like, "Wow, like I wonder what position she is. Like she must be pretty high up." Like just walked. Wait, in that's with so such funny because I thought you were older. Remember, I told you this. We both thought each other was like more of like an authoritative, like authoritative <laughs> figure. Meanwhile. We're like fresh out of college. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> so we didn't actually work. Like Jill doesn't work in PR. You work. She works in like events and production. Is yep. that is that right? And um, so we didn't actually like work on the same niche. 
weird way to phrase it. Yeah, we didn't, it. like, work together, but, like, we sat pretty close to each other. Yeah. And we just became, like, we would have lunch every day. And we weren't even in an office situation where, like, lunch was a thing. But we would just be like, yeah, we're going to go Yeah, eat yeah people would eat at their desks. <laughs> and, like, we made friends. It was, like, us, another girl, and then two gay guys. Like, our crew. Like, crew. the five of us. And we all have a group chat to this day. And just, like, instantly, I feel like... It's so weird because, like, I have so – my friends from home do live in the city, so it's not like I was, like, looking for new friends. Totally. Totally. We just kind of hit it off and, like, slowly started, like, talking more and more. And then, yeah. I, like, you literally were like, hey, do you want to come to the shore with me this weekend? And I had never been to the shore. I'm from Long Island. And I was like, I don't – it's, like, against my religion, but, like, I'll try <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> and we had the best time. And then we So just, much fun. We just kept hanging out. And then I remember – after you left and you took a new job, well, you had also, you were like, one day I'm going to start a blog. Like, I really want to be a blogger. Like, this is my best kept secret. And I was like, dope. And you showed me that website that it just had like the New York City skyline. And you were like, wow, I'm, I'm ready to launch it. Like, it's going live. And it was so cool to like, if I could have a moment to fell for a second, like to watch your career, like bloom and blossom. And now we're sitting here in Barstool offices on this like incredible podcast. Wow. That's so interesting to think. I forgot that you were literally there from like the, I started my blog at our Binder. Yeah. You were like, can I tell you a secret? Like I want to be a blogger. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's so weird. Like I don't even think about that. At the time, like we were working with so many bloggers. So you were like, I'm going to be that's one of why. them instead. And like, here you are. I it's like, amazing. I remember we paid an influencer like $30,000 to like do a YouTube. Granted, she was way bigger than me, still is. I, but I was like, what the f-? I was like, I could do that. I could post a freaking YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And you did. And you just crush it. I'm very proud. I'm failing. Wow, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so we, I did start my little blogging career there and you guys would like help me take pictures sometimes and stuff absolutely (laughs) yeah and then we started just like going down the shore and then I switched companies like Jill said and like I think you always kind of when you switch jobs and you have a work friend you come to that awkward point where you're like okay are we work friends or are we like real real friends friends? and I don't think it changed anything I knew we were real friends because your new office was across the street (laughs) and I would still come and we would eat lunch in the lobby of that building and I knew I mean well and then we went to Tulum <laughs> right, like I had a friend. So Jill yeah. and I have gone to Tulum. We've gone to Budapest, um, Prague. Prague. Where else have we? El- have we been to LA? Have we been to LA? El- Miami. Like we've been all over together now at this point. Um, and it's so funny because I guess moral of the story is like we met like so called like later in our lives because we're only like twenty nine thirty. But like you know the past four or five years or five six years. However long <laughs> been. We don't know. <laughs> Still up for just debate. Maybe seven, maybe eight. But but like at this point, we, you know, I'm sitting here saying I've had friends since preschool, but they don't, they're not any more or less important to me than like someone that I just met <laughs> like recently-ish. Totally. And I also think that in a weird way, the pandemic, like we were already super close, yeah. but the pandemic 100% made us closer Yeah, because I think that there were, we were far few between friends that like stayed in the city, we're stuck mm-hmm. in our tiny ass apartments, single, feeling alone, like just kind of going yeah. through it and like really, really, really leans on each other to like talk about the ugly stuff. Like not just, yeah. the, not just like the, haha, what, what are you doing this weekend? But like, are you okay? Like really what's going on? Like talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're my significant other. <laughs> totally significant other. And like, I don't know if you want to like get too into it, but like yeah. we also started therapy around the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's been definitely a journey in itself. I think we were both 
on the same page at the same time with like wanting to work on ourselves, but then also pushing each other to work on ourselves. You know, cause you called me and you were like, I'm going to order this book on Amazon. I think you should order it too. It's called calling in the one. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is it? And you were like, I don't know. It says like, find your, uh-huh. like find the love of your life in six wow, weeks. And was I was that like, the beginning of the pandemic. The of yeah. the pandemic. And I was like, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> So we placed the Amazon order and then we kind of did the book together. And And that really, I think, opened me up to like meditation. And I was into that stuff before, but don't you feel like that kind of like cracked open your eyes? Oh my God. To not just, and I I said this, and I think a lot of the T-Tribers have actually bought the book. Even if you're like not necessarily looking for your soulmate, I got so much like self-work out of that book. Oh my God. It really makes you examine like yourself and like what your flaws might be or where your like some of your weaknesses are and like you're just doing it with yourself it's not even like in therapy where you have to look at another person Mm. like it's just you alone like journaling and like you get these assignments yeah the exercises will be like draw yourself how you see yourself even if you're like could do stick figures and then draw yourself like how you want to see yourself or like write a letter to your ex and then burn it like it's like crazy exercises like write write your life story but as if it was a fairy tale yeah it's wild (laughs) like the stuff that this book makes you do like it pushes you out of your comfort zone so I feel like that was like both of our first step towards oh I want to dig more into these things that I've uncovered yeah and now it's kind of like it's almost like addicting like once you realize that you can improve in one way you kind of just like go all in and I'm like oh I could I could be better in this way like I'm gonna do what I can to be a better version of myself it's been such a year plus of like yeah. self growth and like having friends who are on the same page as you and on the same level as you that you can be so deep and like really open mm-hmm. yourself up to is that's what you need to, to get there. I know. And it kind of makes me sad because I'm like feeling this weird guilt talking about this, thinking about all the people that like maybe don't have a person like that in their life. Like I'm thinking of the people at home that are like, oh wow, I wish I had that person. And it's like, I wonder. I'm, like, trying to think what I could even tell someone to, like, finding a connection with the friends like that. I think it's honestly about just being, like, honest with the people in your life. You have to communicate with friends the way you do, like, in a relationship. Yes. Yes. And I think you also have to open yourself up. Like, Mm. a friend doesn't know necessarily to, like, dig into you so deeply and, like, ask these deep questions, especially if you don't have that kind of dynamic and friendship already. But if you are the one that's ready to open up and say, like, I know we don't usually talk about this kind of stuff, but like I went to therapy the other day and mm. I had this amazing breakthrough. You might not even knowing, you might be opening up the door for them to open themselves up too. And That's so true. Like when you open up, like people meet you where you are. And so if you're used to being like closed and, and stubborn, which was me, like that was some friendships were a little bit more surface in that way. But once mm. you can go deeper, I think people are more open to meet you where you are. Speaking of therapy, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You guys know I've used BetterHelp in the past, and I'm such a huge like fan of therapy. As you could tell, obviously, we can't stop talking about it. But BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could start communicating with your therapist in just under 48 hours. So basically, you like download the app, you create a profile, you sign up, they match you to a therapist, and then you could start talking to someone like pretty quickly. And if you want to switch therapists, you can. It's honestly great. I really love their program. You could unload your stressors on someone else and get unbiased feedback. 
you'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. I've obviously gained so much. So just see if it's for you. I mean, you can get a little bit off with my code because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and my listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Alyssa. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Alyssa. And yeah, join me on my therapy journey and let's just like work on our mental health together. And I also think like if you don't necessarily have like a close kind of friend to to open up and, and go that way, there's a million other ways and places that you can find a community and other people that are going through the same journey. I know this sounds like kind of weird, but like I'm in so many Facebook groups. And like, I was just going to say my Facebook group. Your people Facebook connect. group. People connect with strangers that are across the country, but still like you're in the same life stage and you're mm-hmm. going through, you're facing the same kind of issues and you'll feel like solidarity and like a community and going through the same thing. And then people will message you and, and you can, you know, connect and take your conversation offline in that way too. The internet is sometimes crazy, but sometimes a really cool place. I totally agree. I think so many beautiful friendships have come from the internet. And as you mentioned, life stages, I think that partially why during the pandemic we really leaned on each other is because we were in the same exact life stage. And I think I've in the past struggled with being on different pages than some of my friends. Like, Whereas now I'm actually like super at peace with it, but I see other friends struggling with it. And like I said, I'm currently at peace, but I do want to talk about this because I haven't always been. Yeah. Like um, we're at that pivotal age where, you know, every single one of my college friends is married. Some have kids. Some of my friends are trying to have kids or getting engaged. And then some of them are painfully single. Some of them are, you know, still trying to figure out where they want to live, what they want to do with their lives. It's like everyone's on such opposite ends of the spectrum. And I'm still obviously in the single boat. But like, I do think there's a pressure for a lot of like women mainly, or just like women in friendships when their friends around them are all starting to settle down and you feel unsettled in your life one million percent and I think that that 30 year old benchmark also like feels like a pinnacle of like you're either if you're Uh single at 30 like shit like why doesn't why is she single but I think when I have friends too that are married and having babies and that's crazy to me because I'm just not there personally Mm -hmm. but I think that when you understand that like well, A, life is so freaking long, hopefully knock on wood, like you're mm-hmm. going to live forever and like you'll you'll get, you'll find your groove. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be by the time you hit the age of 30, like you will find your groove, but also like in being confident and true to who you are and how you are as a person, I think that that gives you kind of the confidence to be friends with people in different life stages and not compare yourself to where they are, which really is the key. And it's hard, especially when you're surrounded by people that are doing, I have friends that are, you know, going to mommy and me on a Sunday (laughs) and like, I'm trying to wake up from my hangover. Like we're in in a different life stage, but also like we remember the connection that you have, why you're friends in the first place. And I like to think of things as like seasons, like this is the season where they're enjoying their newborn baby and that's just what they're doing right now. And I'm not in that season, but we still can be friends. We still can have the connection. We still can have a really good time when we're together. And that's like what makes a friendship so special. I think what I've come to terms with recently is like, for example, my like two of my best friends are married and have houses, Chelsea and Jacqueline. And growing up, since we've all grown up so much history, we grew up because we met in preschool. Our parents are friends. So we've always kind of had this thing embedded into us where it's like our kids will be friends the way we were friends. And now I've come to terms with the fact that like 
eh, your kids might be babysitting my kids. <laughs> and like, it's not, and you know what? I might not want to live in New Jersey or I might want to live down the shore or I might want to move to California or you know what? I might marry a freaking European. I don't know where my life is taking mm-hmm. me. And like, I'm actually okay with that. But I think for like a little bit, you almost have to mourn the life. Okay, this is profound. You <laughs> like you at some point like have to mourn the life you thought you were supposed to have versus like the life you want to have. Because I feel like we grow up thinking, I was actually talking about this with the guy the other day. Um, and we were just talking about like who we want to date and what we're looking for in someone. And I've come to realize like I used to think my type was finance bro, preppy, because that was my sister's type. And my sister's my role model. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if Jackie likes men like that, I should like men like that. Mm-hmm. When it turns out her type isn't my type necessarily. But I just like kept going for guys like that because I'm like, that's the mold. Yep. And I feel like that happens with, like, life and, like, towns that you want to live in and times you want to raise families. Like, we all feel like we need, like, this mold. And at the end of the day, it's like, what do you actually want for your life? And even you having that kind of, like, profound epiphany and realizing that that's not what you what you thought you wanted isn't actually what you want. I think that means and that shows that there's still a lot of growth and a lot of, like, development in finding what makes you really mm-hmm. happy, what makes me really happy. It might not be what I thought it was and what that what I thought that yeah. looked like. And so we're, we're figuring it out. And maybe it's later than some other people. But also, you know, that... I don't even think it's later than some other people. I think other people just like to live in comfort. Yeah. And I kind of thrive in uncomfortableness. Yeah. In a way. I think I just haven't had all those experiences that I needed to have to settle down and get where I needed to be. And so I'm trying to like – this is hard for me. If you know me, I'm a little bit neurotic. But I'm trying to like lighten up, let go a little bit and like just kind of see where this goes and embrace every up and down that that we go on. (sighs) One thing that we've done, which has been weighing on me a little bit, is we do vision boards every New Year's. New Year's. And it's a tradition that Jill and I have started that, like, I love. Well, first first we go to the diner and order everything on the menu, and then Then we we do do the vision board. board. (laughs) And I've been really thinking a lot lately how it's kind of like six months until the next year. Mm. And I'm like, in this first six months, like, I looked at my vision board, and I'm like, I've accomplished half of what's on here. And, like, the rest that I still need to work on is, like, still, like, more of that self-love, more of that self-confidence, more of that, like, dating. And and I'm like, okay, we have – not that everything has to happen this year, but I like to have goals. Like, I'm a goal-oriented person. So I'm like, okay, in these next six months, like, how could I tackle – the rest of like what I wanted out of this year. Okay, first of all, amazing that you even looked at the vision board and was like, okay, we're six months in. Uh-huh. Like that is, I should do that. That it's huge. Yeah, we should I, go over them again. Like a, a little like a check in. Yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want to sit here in six. I don't want to sit here next New Year's and be like, oh, we didn't do all these things. And we have to make the same vision board. Yes, over again. <laughs> which we've done in the past. So I think because 2020 was such a wash, like that year, my whole vision board, I had like, have great sex. And then I'm like, I sat at my parents' house for a year. So this year, I, this year I was like very like low key with relationships. I was like, I'm not even going to make that like a huge focus. Like, because I think I jinxed. <laughs> That's how I felt about manifesting a boyfriend. I just... 
We like left boys off. Yeah, but my therapist would say that's a problem because (laughs) the other day, guys, this is really bad. The other day, I my therapist had me make a list of like, what does a healthy, happy life look like to you? And I left work off of my list completely. Oh, interesting. And I just put financially stable. And she was like, why is there nothing about work? And I was like, well, I just want to be financially stable. She's like, no, like. (laughs) Why is there nothing about work? And she's like, that's the most important thing to you. Like, that's what you always – she's like, there's – it's not a coincidence you left this off your list. Like, I didn't mentally want to go there. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? So my point is us leaving boyfriends off of our vision board is probably, like, <laughs> us, like, <laughs> mentally, like, not wanting – like, I don't know I don't if it's a healthy thing. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you – we can offline about this, but I have yeah. to tell you, I saw a TikTok about manifesting, and it, it like, changed my perspective a little bit oh, about manifesting a boyfriend. So she was like, close your eyes and imagine um, – no, take out a piece of paper and draw, like, a line down the middle, like, two different columns, mm-hmm. and then close your eyes and imagine, like, your dream man, like, walking towards you, and then write down everything about him, like – or it could be woman. Um, like, what does he look like? What is he wearing? What kind of mm-hmm. music is he listening to? What's his job? Like, every single detail that, like, you're envisioning that you want in, like, embodied yeah. in this person, write it down in the left column. Then close your eyes again and imagine that same man walking towards you, but he's walking with his partner, like a girlfriend, or, you know? I don't like this. No, no, no. It's really okay. He's He's walking towards you with the girlfriend. Like, they're holding hands. Now, um, Now write down everything you see, like, about her everything that you list and now open your eyes everything that you wrote down in the right hand column about the girlfriend that's what you should be trying to embody because that's mm. the kind of partner that you see your dream person with that's who you should be wait what? back to my therapist <laughs> she said to me everything that you just wrote down on this list is what you should see in yourself yes so it's like similar it's like, like yes. she was like this is what you should want for yourself exactly because I wrote it like this is what I want in a partner and she's like now start being that way for ex- you ex- same, so same, same concept yes Mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, by the way, Sorry, guys. we could talk about manifesting boyfriends all day. I was just back to friendship. I was just going to say, this is, like, how our conversations are, like, in real life. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, anyway, back to, like, vision boards. Like, I do think it's good to check back in. I don't even know where – what was I talking about friendship? Like, I don't even know how I got here. Oh, just about wanting the same things. That, like, I think I've just come to this realization lately that I'm, like – I don't know if I even want to like live in New Jersey or like I had this grand plan my whole life of like growing up in the same town with all my friends and raising our kids together. And I'm like, that might not even be what I want. That's just what I thought I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And back to the point of vision boarding for a second, like to bring this really full circle Mm -hmm. here. Like I think what's special about your and my friendship and our relationship is that we do those kinds of things together. And again, like we have Mm -hmm. those kinds of like, deeper conversations that maybe we're not having with other friends because we are so open to this like self-growth development kind of a journey and that's what I think makes like this bond so deep and so yeah because I think it's nice to have someone yeah like I'm vulnerable with all my friends but I feel like you know all my dirty secrets you know what I mean Like, like if someone, if, like you're gonna help me bury the body, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, don't tell me until they're dead. I don't want to know. I don't want to deal with the crime. But, um, but yeah, I think like it is important. I think what you said earlier is actually really true. The more you open yourself up to someone, I think it allows them to be more vulnerable with you. Because like, there's been people in my life where I think other people might view their friendships with 
like as closed off, but I just get deep with every single person that like every person in my life, I feel like I have a special bond with because I ask them questions. Like I'll be like, Oh, so like, how's your boyfriend been? What is, what do your parents think about (laughs) his, um, you know, job and how do you feel about his blah, blah, blah. Like I just ask people questions. And I think that's also like, that's part of your personality. But I remember like, even when, but like pandemic when things were dark like you would push me so hard you would be like how are you doing and I'm like oh I'm fine everything's fine and you'd be like Jill I know that you're not okay like yeah. why won't you tell me what's really going on and then I would start hysterically crying yeah. and you were like yeah I knew you weren't good uh-huh. like let's talk about it and I was like oh okay you've come so far since that that's also part of me just like being in touch with my feelings and trying to figure that out but but you've come so far because I yeah like I kept And check on your single friends. Like, that's my PSA. You know, I think, like, I knew you were alone, living alone during the pandemic in the city. And I was like, I'm not okay. And I'm home with my parents for some of this. Like, if I'm not okay, you're definitely not okay. So I kept being, I'd be like, how's it going? I was not okay. Yeah, I'm like, how's it going? You're like, fine. It's great. Because Jill's like a ray of sunshine. And I was like bitch, it's not fine. Like, I'm like, there's no way you're fine. And then finally, I feel like you were like, yeah, no, I'm not not good. (laughs) But I'm better now. Nobody worry. Yeah, no, but I think, well, I think we were all really dark back then. But I think you just need to like, that's a good point. Just like dig if you know that someone needs someone, make it feel like a safe space. Don't dig to the point where you're like annoying them. Yeah, you don't want to make them uncomfortable. There was this girl in high school. (laughs) what did you do (laughs) no we were in the same friend group and she had the biggest resting bitch face I've ever seen in my entire she just looked miserable not happy every day I need to give her a fake name um Lauren fake Mm. name I'd be like I'd see her walking down the hall like like stomping you know like fucking pissed like Olga Pataki yeah and I'd be like Lauren, because I'm just this way. Like, Lauren, what's wrong? And she'd be like, why are you always asking me what's wrong? (laughs) I was like, because you literally look like you just murdered someone. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just checking on you. And she hated that I would, I, I couldn't help it. Like, I don't know if I just didn't register that that was just the way her face rested. But in my head, I was like. She's upset. Like, I need to check in on her. So I would always ask her what was wrong. And she was like, leave me alone. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so sorry. How is she doing today? Fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She bullied me so much. She was so mean. You were so nice to your bully. But I wasn't. No, because she was miserable. I was right. Well, clearly, if she was projecting and being a bully, then. But, like. I was always just like, what's wrong? Well, I feel bad. I feel bad for her. I hope she finds love and light. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Um, but anyway, so yeah, don't maybe, if someone's not perceptive, <laughs> just quit while you're ahead. I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> I just will never forget like her coming down the hall and me just being like, what's wrong? So yeah, just ask in a, in a nice way, in a nice way. Okay. So what's next on my list here? Um, Okay, types of friends. So I think that it's funny because I've had so many, like, social friends in my life. Like, you know, sometimes, let's say you're single, all your friends are married. Sometimes you need a group of social friends. Like, just the people that you're going to party with, potentially meet guys with, they fill a void. They're your party friends. You know once you meet your person, they're not in your wedding. (laughs) You'll never speak to them again. (laughs) 
you know what I mean? Well, now they know if they're listening. <laughs> I feel like I feel like your party friends is definitely something you have in your like early twenties when you're really yeah. like going out hard, and then they start to like you know couple up and kind of go their separate ways. And I feel like I don't really have so many like party friends that aren't like my. I separated myself from my party friends, but I definitely had them. Yeah, yeah. And I think party friends also, for me, they were like friends of friends. Like Always. Yeah, they they weren't like my people, but like they knew the promoters to get us in. (laughs) Yeah, so you always have to have, like, I think it's important to make party friends when you're, like, I made my party friends when I was in a point in my life where all my friends were in relationships and didn't want to go out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm a single girl and like, I can't just stay in every weekend by myself. So I need people to go out with. And also I think you need party friends. I'm a little bit of like a hermit sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. I would rather stay in and watch like the Vampire Diaries than go out on a (laughs) Saturday night. But sometimes you need the party friends to be, to text you. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, yeah, I live in New York City. I might as well go out tonight. Like I look hot. Let's do it. So they kind of push you like peer pressure. My party friends end up not liking me because I'm not a big partier. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like useless party friends. I'm a, like I, Fun fact about me, guys, if I'm drinking, I'm going to drink and drink and have so much fun, but I'll be hungover for 48 hours. Like, I'm not one of those people that just like, like even this weekend in Charleston, I don't get a glass of wine with lunch. Like, I'm not that kind of person. I can't drink all day. I have too much acid reflux for that. Like, I just need to, like, either drink or be sober. So, like, I have two levels and one is blackout and one (laughs) not actually but like partying Mm -hmm. and one is nothing so like my party friends I think always thought I wasn't fun Mm -hmm. because you weren't you weren't ready to drink all the time because I'm not trying to like do hard drugs and take you know what I mean like I'm just like yeah like let's be social but like so that's the one thing you got to be careful with with party friends yeah you've got to you got to have your own (laughs) boundaries and no one to no one to say no like not be peer pressure yeah exactly so I said Okay, these are my types of friends. So I said friends in the same life stage as you. Yep. Friends with history. Oh, yeah. I think friends with history are those people that you don't have to talk to every single day, but you know they're there. And you know oh, – so I went to dinner last night with a camp friend who we have been friends 20 years That is crazy, crazy to uh-huh. say. 20 years. She showed me a picture of us when we were nine. Like it is – crazy and she lives in California and we don't really like see each other that often we don't really talk that often but we had the best dinner last night mm-hmm. just catching up and you know you we, we're kind of like stalking each other's lives we follow each other yeah. on Instagram so like I see what you're posting and I see what you're doing and like I know enough I have, a, I have a, enough like I have a good sense of what you're doing but just being together and knowing that there's so much history it doesn't matter that we're not like caught up on the day-to-day of each other's lives like we are so special yes. and our bond is so special it like makes me emotional even thinking about it because I feel really lucky to have, and that's that's like a Jewish sleepaway camp kind of a kind of a bond. yeah like the connection <laughs> yeah yeah and I think friends with history like that are important because again you don't have to see them every day you don't have to talk every day but you just know that you're bonded from like your upbringing upbringing or your shared experiences and or whatever they, it is they watch you those kinds of long friendships like they watch you develop into who mm. you are today they they understand all of the context they know your family like they know what you've been through and and everything that you've gone through to get to that stage. So they have a really good, clear picture of who you are as a person and how far you've come. And like, it it just, we were saying last night, like it feels like someone's, even though I'm not seeing her every single day, like I know that she's rooting for me. I know that she's in my corner. And like, Mm. that feels, it's a really nice feeling to know that you have those kinds of friends. That is really, really nice. Oh, excuse me. Um, So 
oh my gosh, I'm like burping. That Excuse acid me. reflux. <laughs> have a glass of wine with breakfast? No, it's, tea. it's everything I have. I like I have stomach issues. Um, okay. Oh, Jill, your birthday present has been delivered. I just got the notification. My Italian man? Yeah, I, I ordered Jill something from Italy. She's like, it better be a man. <laughs> I hope they poke holes in the box. <laughs> so for this week's Ask Alyssa, I figured we would just answer your friendship questions since this is the friendship episode. I will pull up my story. I've, like, you know, I put up stories asking questions and people write in all the time, but I've like really never seen so many people with questions about friendship because I don't know. I just think like people feel lost sometimes with stages it's, of life, it's you know, complicated and it changes. And, you know, your friends, I think, are your for me, my friends are the most important like my family and my friends are the most important thing in my life. I literally thank God every day for my friends. They're so special and the relationships that we have is so special. Mm-hmm. When something's not going right with a friendship, I think you feel a little bit lost because they're like your your guiding I guiding hate lights. like when I'm feel like I'm in a bad place with someone or I feel like I've like beef with them, I feel so uneasy and so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I just, you know, just with anyone more than like like I could like fight with my mom and like not bad an eye but then I fight with like a friend and I'm sick to my stomach you know what I mean 100% all right I'm trying to find this story okay so like I said for Ask Alyssa we will just instead answer some of these there's so many (laughs) but we'll get we'll just get to a few because I think a lot of them are pretty um like repetitive yeah 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 and did you see the ones in the Facebook group too yes um again they're all pretty much like you know, I think like the same like five to ten topics come yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are talking about having the strength to break up with a toxic friend or friendship breakups. Um, that's like the first five right here, which is funny. I'll talk a little bit about this first. Um, I'd say I kind of like recently had a friendship breakup with a party friend. This is my issue. All my friendships, whether they're party friends or real friends – like I said, I tend to get deep with people mm-hmm. because that's just the way I innately am. Mm-hmm. So I still value every friendship the same, whether I'm like, you're going to be in my life for a year or 20. Mm-hmm. So I um, still valued this person and I felt kind of like iced out by them. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like slowly they were starting to kind of leave me out of group messages or mm-hmm. just like kind of ice me out. And then I just kind of saw some toxic behavior. So I, on my end, made the choice to like, okay, I'm not going to reach out anymore. It was kind of like a mutual like ghost, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, even though this was like a so-called like party friend, I was like distraught about it for like a few months. Like it is not easy to sever a relationship in your life. And that was someone that I probably only knew for like three years, I'd say. So I've never really had to... Like, I've definitely had times with my friends now, the ones that I was away with this weekend, where we've all definitely had falling outs in the sense, like, maybe in high school we didn't talk for a year. Or, like, in college we fell out over something. But, like, never where we couldn't get back Find your to... Way back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even this other person, like, now enough time has passed where, like, I'm healed from it. Right. So, like, if we were to talk, I'd be fine. Because right. I'm kind of one of those people, like, I mourn something and then I forget it completely I'm like mm-hmm. almost sometimes too much like I become I allow people back in my life and just like kind of easily forget 
what maybe happened. Right. Because I do think people change and I think friendships change. And I think I've definitely had friendship breakout breakups, but never really one. Actually, there was one in college that I had, um, which was really hurtful. And we never, ever were able to get back to the same place. And, and that one was really painful for me because we went, it was kind of hot and heavy, almost like a toxic relationship with the dude mm-hmm. where you're like best, fr- best friends, obsessed, obsessed. And then all of a sudden one day she like flipped a switch on me. It yep. was almost like kind of toxic. Yeah. She like flipped a switch and then I couldn't get over it. Mm-hmm. Like she kept trying then to be my friend, but like I saw her, tr- I was like, if you could talk to me this way and you could go from being my best friend to like putting me down so quickly overnight. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And we couldn't rebuild it. But in most cases, I've always been able to rebuild it. I think you just have to heal it like a relationship with a dude. Kind of. And I think, you know, in life, like as you go through these different seasons and life stages, you have to keep in mind that like kind of like main character syndrome, but like this is your life. And Mm. my motto, like (laughs) I'm here to have like a really good time. And like – when you have to notice that things aren't serving you or things aren't healthy or they, they just don't feel good. You just, you walk away from an interaction and you feel like uneasy. I think that's when you know, maybe it's time to pull back a little bit or if someone, you know, does you dirty or does you wrong, then it's not serving you and it's time to kind of walk away. Mm. I had a, a very traumatic friendship breakup in college with similar to your story. Like it was hot and heavy. We were obsessed with each other in the beginning. And, you know, as we kind of navigated college, like she kind of iced me out and there were other friends tied up in this group. It was a, it was a very like pivotal thing for me. And I had to, I basically like said my piece and I walked away and Mm -hmm. I blocked her. Like you really have to like cut the ties and sever the ties. But that was a four year friendship that like had been so hot and heavy and had to, walk our separate ways and I think about her sometimes and I wish her well but like I could never go back to being a friend and I realize there's some people you can't go back and then there's other people I think you could put it on a back burner Mm -hmm. and always find your way back to each other yes yes it's different it's totally different and I think that you also notice and this comes kind of with growing up a little bit and being a little like reflective on your life and your life experiences but when you were friends with that you know, toxic person, were you being your best self? Like, was I being a good friend to other people? Mm. Was I being true to myself? I don't know. I don't think that that person was bringing out the best of me. And so it, that, that makes it easier to walk away too, because I want to be the best version of myself all the time. And I want yeah. friends that are supportive and doing the same. And we were in college. It's a different kind of relationship. Yeah, I agree. But, but kind of like they say, you are who you surround yourself with. A thousand percent. Interesting. A thousand that's, percent. A, that's a good perspective. Yeah. I think, it's not – there's so many questions about this topic, and I think it's not – there's not one answer. Like I said, I think you could step back from people and find your way back to them. I think in some situations it does have to be severe where you actually cut ties because maybe it's not healthy. But I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. I think it's like you just have to mourn it like you would a dude. And sometimes there's even friends it's in my more life – important than a dude sometimes. Yeah, you know? there's friendships in my life where – I've had to mourn that, okay, I can't get this thing I want out of this one person, but we're still friends and I accept them for who they are. But maybe this one thing that I'm looking for, 
I have to get from somewhere else. Yes. Because they can't give it to me. Yes. So you go more in like parts of friendships. 100%. And I think even that, that's a super mature perspective. Instead of having an unreal expectation or holding a friend to a standard that they're, they're just, for whatever reason, they're not able to live up to. Or maybe your expectations of someone are too high, which I do that sometimes too, you know? Yeah. You have to, like I said earlier, like meet people where they are, like what what they're ready to give, you just have to be open to that. You can't necessarily push someone to fit into a mold or fit into like an expectation that you have of them. Totally. And I also think you have to, yeah, like be accepting of this is who this person is. I can't change them. Mm -hmm. So either I have to accept them for who they are and realize maybe, like I said, they can't fill every part of me or maybe they can't feel any of me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're just not my type of person. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just have to like know, you have to put your friends in buckets. Like this is my person I go to for like my deep, weird spiritual shit. This is my friend I go to for laughs. This is my friend I go to because we have history. Mm-hmm. The, like sometimes all these buckets of friendships that we're talking about, you kind of need all of them. And hold on. Like you also have to take a minute to just appreciate the fact that you have friends that you're putting in buckets, yeah. like how lucky are you to have so many friends and so many yeah. good people in your life? And like, take a minute and appreciate that. And maybe I'm a little sappy because it was just my birthday and I had, I, I really was feeling a lot of love. And like, you realize that this life that like you've built and these friends that you have, maybe they're not all checking every single, you know, thing off of, mm. off of your checklist, but they're all like good people who love you and support you and are there for you and like like thinking you, about you thinking about yeah. you and you have to give that back too and so like it is it's true. amazing that you're putting friends in buckets like that's dope I know <laughs> and if you guys feel like you don't have a lot of friends to put in buckets like it's never too late like you can make friends at literally any 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 age. stage yeah yeah um okay When all your friends are in relationships, love them, but they're not very inclusive. Um, Again, it's just like, you know, it's hard. It's not your, you can't control when you come in and out of a relationship or when your friends do and don't. I remember when my sister was like, she was, she's, she was already like with someone by my age, but when she was younger than me and I lived with her she was at this stage where all her friends were in relationships and she was single. And I remember saying to her, I was so young, but just being like, you realize half of the people that your friends are with, like they're not going to end up with them. Mm. Like they're still going to go through another boyfriend before they meet their husbands. Yeah. Cause she was like what? 26, 27. Yeah. And sure enough, most of that happened. And then she had a whole second wave of single friends and then they all met people at the same time. And then she was right on, you know, then she was with them all getting engaged at the same time. And I think, you have to sometimes remember things come and like things ebb and flow. And Exactly. And I think also like something that I've done and I, I mean, all of my friends that are in relationships, I've made it a point to befriend their boyfriends mm-hmm. and make friends with them. And then, okay, first of all, their friend, their boyfriends have friends. Yeah, so like you I can agree. Date them, but also like m- kind of building a new dynamic with that partner makes for like a better understanding. And then they want to include you, not just like, if they're going out, but like to hang out with, and then you mm-hmm. have, you're adding more friends to your buckets. Like, I think you just kind of lean in and, and appreciate that. Like they're in a relationship and they're going to want to do some things and your time will come to be in a relationship. But in the meantime, like embrace the new friend and everything that comes along with him and his new friends. So this one says, Oh no. When your best friend doesn't like your boyfriend. Ooh. So it's funny. Cause you're like, be friends with the boyfriend. <laughs> um, 
I kind of think it's like, why doesn't your friend like the boyfriend? Yep. Like, is she seeing something you're not seeing? Yep. Or is she bitter? Because mm. it could be both. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, that's hard. I think ha- having, I think it's a super hard conversation to have, but sit down just one-on-one with your friend and have like a really vulnerable and open conversation and try to see where she's coming from. It's so hard to open yourself up and and take criticism. Take criticism or take a perspective that's not necessarily favorable. Yeah. But I think that, you know, if she's your best friend, you know, she knows you inside and out. And, you know, you know your gut also. Like, try to see where she's coming from, why she why she feels that way. Because a lot of times, I'll say nine times out of ten, your best friend is seeing flags that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to lose a friend over a relationship. I have those seen other people in my life not like their friends boyfriends because and I could tell as an outsider it's coming from a jealous place Mm -hmm. so I think you also have to ask yourself or ask the other people in your life Mm -hmm. do you see these things or what do you think about him just to gut check what the intentions are and every situation is different yeah but yeah sometimes you know getting getting another a third party perspective involved too just helps you kind of like balance and level set because like if everyone's seeing something you're not seeing you need to listen and be like okay maybe I need to pay attention to this but if it's just one person then maybe you listen and you think about it but maybe you make your own opinions you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to say Mm -hmm. um how to handle people hanging out more individually instead of in big groups? Hmm. Like she's hanging out with them one-on-one? She, oh, she said, as you get older, friends in big friend groups hang out in smaller groups one-on-one. How to handle it? Um, I don't really know if I get the question. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Skip. I think she just, like, you just hang out one-on-one. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, this is a good one. Maintaining friendships when you live in different cities or are in different stages of life. Well, that's like basically what I just did this weekend. Like my friend Chelsea is married, has a house and lives in Charleston and I'm single and live in New York. And we've still managed to stay in touch the entire time that she's lived there. And I think it's just like having those phone calls. Like we don't just text. Like we will call each other once a week and chat for like 30 minutes to an hour and like catch up mm-hmm. versus just texting, hi, what's going on? And I think when when your friendships go through or like when your friends go through a different kind of life stage, it sometimes makes your time with them more meaningful because it's not necessarily as like flippant as it used to be like, oh, what's up? Or you're texting something stupid. But like mm. when you're there, you're super present and you're really mm-hmm. like focused and, and it makes it even more like valuable and important. So I think that that's like a really good way to look at it. I actually have like a lot of long distance friendships, I feel. Cause like my friend Sam is also, she lives in Massachusetts and like because of COVID, she used to come to New York all the time, but she hasn't been here in like two years. So our relationship for the past two years has basically been long distance and same thing we talk on the phone at least three times a week four times a week like we're just always catching up and I think it's picking up the phone and FaceTiming my I do like a you know I do this like a Saturday morning roll call and I'll just like (laughs) FaceTime everyone in my phone and be like what did you do this weekend where are you Mm -hmm. how are you like and that the FaceTime is like so key because you feel like you're together you feel like you're like really connecting and, and it's a good time to like catch up and I think it's okay if you like if you're not in the same life stage as them, I ask them about their stuff. Like Sam's getting married. Chelsea is married. And I'll be like, oh, tell me about the wedding planning. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And then I'll tell them about the guy I made out with. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter really. No, because, because you, 
you still return to that connection that you guys have. Why are you friends? Yes. And and you're just happy for them as they kind of move through this new life stage. I totally agree. Um, okay. Two friends who met and only hung out through you hanging out without inviting you. Oh, so she's saying this girl introduced two friends and now they hang out but don't invite her. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like there are a lot of um, situations where people feel jealous when this situation occurs. It's really – it's a hard one, I think, because you, you put them together and now they're hanging out without you and that, that sucks. It, it burns, but, you know – I'm trying to think of, like, myself – like, I'm trying to think if you were just hanging out with one of my friends without me. I think it, I would – I don't care you're friends with all my friends. Like, I would think nothing of it. But I think I would think it was a little weird if you didn't tell me. we didn't invite you. Yeah. Now that I think of... I would feel weird not inviting you being with your friends. Like... Yeah. Like, it is kind of weird. weird. But I wouldn't be... I can't explain it. Because, like, I want my friends to be friends. I would be jealous. Like, I love that you're friends with all my friends. And vice versa. Like, I've become so close with Kiki. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... But it is... Something is a little weird about it. Kiki hung out without me, I (laughs) I kill you. <laughs> we did once and you were so upset. <laughs> well, like she couldn't come. Like we went to like a soul cycle class and then I could tell she was like, oh, like, and then you guys went for a walk after. <laughs> like, it was like we had to leave the soul cycle gym. <laughs> we had to walk out together. <laughs> but, but it, it would be weird though was, her and I just went to dinner and just didn't tell you. It was hard because like you were like, well, yeah, Kiki and I were talking about this and I was oh, like, no, what do you mean you were talking about <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I get, like, name-dropping things that happened. And she was like, what the hell? Like, what happened with that one? <laughs> yeah, but I agree. Like, I would – but when you were training for the marathon with Jacqueline, like, I would have never – like, I'm not going to go run so nine miles run with you. <laughs> so, like, thank you for not inviting me. Don't worry. I could have shown you Jacqueline and I couldn't catch our breath to even have a conversation. We were just next to each other. Like, my point is, like – I don't, I'm just trying to put myself in the situation. Yeah. I do think it's uncomfortable, but I also think it depends how close you are with these people. Right. Because, for example, if my party friends did that, I don't think I'd care as much. Right. A hundred percent. And it, it matters, like, the context. Like, do you all have, like, another friend that, like, they got invited to a party with that particular mm-hmm. friend and didn't invite you? Or are you, you like, in a relationship and they're single? Mm-hmm. You know? It really, it really depends. But I think... I honestly think you just talk to the friends. Too. I would say something. Yeah, I would totally say something and be like, "I love that you guys are hanging out. It's amazing." But like, why didn't you call me? Like, yeah, just, like, yeah. <laughs> just without, without. My number's still the same. I didn't change it. <laughs> it is when I think about it, it sounds like petty, and I feel like I wish we could be the type of people to be like, "Oh, who cares?" But like, I think anyone would care yeah. when I actually put myself in in the shoes. Like, that would be weird. Yeah, you better not know. Um, one of our biggest fights, like this girl and her friend started off small and petty and then went off the rails. Mm. I think that's what happens when you bottle things up. There's deep shit there. Yeah. There's resentment. There's people have been taking score. Starts over a borrowed (laughs) t-shirt. Next thing you know, you're pulling each other's hair. (laughs) I think that just goes to show that there's deeper, yeah, yeah, there's deeper stuff there. Um, friendship boundaries. They just want us to discuss. Mm. It is Mm. weird when you have to put boundaries on something like friendship because friendship should feel so... Open. Like with me, I'm one of those people, when I'm friends with you, I will tell you how much money I make. I will tell you how much therapy... 
like I'm such an open book that sometimes like I think when I was younger, I was in situations where friends thought I was like bragging or or saying too much, but that's just I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, say I bought like a new purse, I'd be like, Oh my god, could you believe how much I spent on this purse? But to me, I'm not bragging because you're my friend and you should not judge me. Mm-hmm. So I can't explain it. But then as I got older, I realized not everyone sees the world like that or see. Yeah. Yes. So like I did almost have to create like my own boundaries around the way I communicate with people. Yeah. Because I don't think talking about like, oh, like this is, I got a raise and it was this much. Like I don't view that as bragging because I'm like, you're my best friend. Like I need to tell someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're paying attention to like how things could be perceived. Perceived. Totally. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Totally. And I know that's like setting a boundary with myself, not necessarily a friend, but I think sometimes you need to also set them with yourself and then also set them with friends because they may cross a line. I think you need to set boundaries with everyone in your life. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from also like, you know, being your authentic self and understanding what you like and what you don't like and what you want and what you don't want and what makes you happy and how to kind of navigate all different dynamics. You know, I have different boundaries with my family members and different boundaries with different friends just based on how that friendship is. And I think also you don't always have to necessarily communicate what that hard line boundary is. You just have to stay true to it to yourself and just kind of help navigate like around how that boundary is. Mm -hmm. It's true. And I also think, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. (laughs) I literally blacked out. I had such a good point too. Um, (laughs) I completely forgot. Someone said, anyone else feel like they've outgrown their entire friend group? Just me. Yeah, that happens. I think that's common. But again, like I said, I think you could always find your way back there. Yeah. I think it's a life stage thing. A season thing. A season. A season. A season thing. And I think if there's like you you have, you know, a deep basis of connection, you'll find your way back even if you're not necessarily getting along or having the most fun at this point in time. But if there's like that common thread of what brought you guys together, you'll find your way back as you kind of navigate Mm -hmm. your life. No, I agree. This person said feeling like you have a lot of friends but not a best friend. Mm. I think what's hard is we have sisters – So I never felt a pressure to like have like a best friend because I'm like, oh, I have my maid of honor. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had my best friend since we were born. So I – True. I guess it's kind of different. I never felt like like I was missing that best friend because she's always been there. Yeah. So I don't – You can't relate. And and I have a sister, so. For me, I guess I'm saying because I've had so many best friends. Like – but I guess my point is when you have a sister – like, this sounds ridiculous, but, like, it's just built in that you don't have to, like, worry. Like, I can't explain it. Like, I see some of my friends that don't have sisters struggling with, like, who do I make my maid of honor if they don't have a best friend? I couldn't even imagine. Because it's so hard to choose. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never had a worry about it. Yeah, yeah. That's, like... That's hard for me to relate to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's hard to relate to when you have a sister. Um, but I think that's okay. You meet your best friends at different points in life. Like, my mom met some of her best, best friends... When my sister and I went to preschool and she um, started taking us to play group. Like, so she must have been, like, in her 30s and she met her best friend. Yeah. So you don't have to rush it. No. Your best friend might come when you're 50. It might come, like... And I think a best friend label sometimes is a little, like, intense. Like, you don't need to... You're not filling out paperwork that says, like, who's your best friend. Yeah. You're not filling yeah. your MySpace idiot and you're like, yeah. <laughs> need, to, need to pick one. You know, these, these friendships kind of ebb and flow. And so you'll find people that you're closer with at different times. And 
you'll find you'll find your person. No, that's that's really true. Um, how to get over being broken up with by a group of friends? Been a year, no explanation. Oh, that's hurtful. I was there with a it group. A group. There was yeah, the there college. Was like, yeah, there were like four of them. And they found out they had a group chat without me. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a good That's feeling. That's what this girl did to me. Yeah, see, we've all been there. Yeah. It'll get better. It'll put some hair on your chest. You'll find better, <laughs> more authentic people. Trust me, like, you will thrive. Yeah, those aren't your friends. They're not, they're not also, friends. Also, if they were, like, they would communicate with you what was wrong. Like, if you did something? Yeah, or, that's honestly, just messed up. The cold, hard truth is, like, they probably didn't like you. And that <laughs> sounds really mean, but, like, true. if they didn't like you, why do you like them? Same with a guy. Like, and why do you want to be friends with why them? Why do you want to be friends yeah. with people who don't like you and appreciate you? Block, move on. Honey, call me. Let's hang out. No, it's so true. This one's like kind of controversial. How to handle friends who are anti-vax, anti-mask, inviting them places, etc. Um, I think this is is really controversial in friendships right now because like people are having weddings and they're like you could only like I, someone oh the girl on the plane my new BFF was telling me how someone she knows is having a wedding and her dad is like compromised so she was like you can't come to my wedding unless you're vaccinated and one of her bridesmaids can't go to her wedding and it was her best friend. So point being like, I don't know if there's a way to navigate it, but like, unfortunately that's the situation we're in. You know, you're like, I'm not, I'm I'm not not touching this. (laughs) No, because I'm not going to get political or anything, but I'm just saying like, there's the only way to navigate it is to do what you feel is best in your heart. And I think other people just have to do what, they feel is best and like you hope that you could see each other's point of view and and not hold a grudge right and being open-minded having an open dialogue I yeah. think about it like just trying to truly understand where someone else is coming from that has and not judge them and not have not judge them and just understand like where they're coming from how, what their opinion is what their point of view is and why oh Sometimes we have to take a step back and be like, we live in America and it's kind of amazing that we can all have different opinions and, and talk about it and not like go yeah. to jail for those opinions. But I, it's also like a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think because there are other implic- like health implications, like it gets dicey. So No, I agree. I think it's – but just talking about it from a friendship perspective, I think it's just – you just have to respect each other mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yes. And it's like, okay, that's your choice. This is my choice. Maybe you can't come because of X, Y, Z or maybe I can't go because of X, Y, Z. But we're not going to let this in a year from now when this is all over ruin our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like – we just need to live in this moment. This is the circumstance and we're going to stick true to what we believe. And that's that. And like, hopefully you could, you know, repair your friendship or hopefully it's not a friendship ruiner and everyone could see each other's side. Um, okay. We'll answer like two more and then we're done with this segment. Cause like I said, there are a lot of like repetitive cause I think everyone just goes through the same. Yeah. Also feel a little solidarity that like, you're not the only person in this in this boat. We've all gone through yeah. all of this. All of this. Life is long, man. Life is long. Oh, best ways to tell your friends they're in the wrong when they ask for advice. Ooh. Um, I think I do this with you sometimes. Like, I'll be like, well, I get what you're saying, but I, I see it this way, too. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Like, I think you could – like, it all goes back to, like, respecting the person. Like, literally all of these – 
it's like, oh, I see your point of view, but have you thought about it this way? Because I could also see it being like this. That's such a good way to frame it. No one wants to feel like something that they did, like the action is already done and then they're just asking for like an opinion on it to feel like they did something wrong. That's like a shitty feeling. Yeah. But sometimes you do need to be told like, actually, you probably shouldn't have done that. But I think the way that you say it, like really with like empathy and be like, I understand where you're coming from and why you said it in that way. But have you tried looking at it like this? It's such a gentle like redirection and way to like (laughs) nudge. It's it's a little, not a little hip check to like Mm -hmm. check your perspective and, and, you know, check yourself. And I think that's, you have to be understanding. Also, like, compliment sandwiches go a really long mm-hmm. way, you know, where you're like, oh, I understand why you felt like that, but did you try this? But, like... Y- or, like, I think when you said that, you were coming from a place of hurt, but, like, taking a step back, X, Y, Z. You know, like... Yes. I think there's ways... If you're friends with someone, you should be able to be honest with them without being, like, bitchy or rude. It's all about how you deliver things to people. Yeah. Like you want to respect your friends like you expect your partner to respect you. Yeah. Like if I'm dating someone and they're being rude to me, like it's not going to fly. So I don't let my friends speak to me that way. Like I've always had this like non-bitchy friendship rule. Like I don't let my friends be rude to me mm-hmm. because I won't want to do that to them. And, yeah, you don't treat them like that. Like you're – I re- That's my – worst nightmare like have you ever hung out with a group of friends where you're like observing them and they are just mean to each other like that's like some friends like dynamic to like put each other down and be sarcastic I don't like Like, that I no can't I don't get that like I could not be in a friendship group that was based on making fun of each other like (laughs) hard no for no but I've seen those dynamics and I'm like I, nothing makes me more uncomfortable. Like that's not friendship. So it's just about, like I said, being respectful. Give, you can give your opinion to your friends and tell them you disagree or disapprove without like tearing them down or like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We'll do one more. Curious about times that you guys just need space, not really fights, but I guess that too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this kind of goes to like the boundary thing a little bit. You know, sometimes if you need space or you need to be it, you can, I think it's good to let that person know. You can't just go dark. You have to say, hey, I love you. I need a beat. I'm going to reach back out when I'm ready and just kind of like inform them, comfort them Mm -hmm. a little bit and then take your space. And then remember, it's on you to reach back out when you're good, like when you are ready to kind of reconnect and open that door back up. But I think that you have to, again, like put your, be respectful and put yourself in that other person's shoes. Like you don't want a friend to go dark on you. And then you're just yeah. thinking like, what did I do wrong? I don't understand. Why aren't they answering me? I go dark a bit. No, you don't. <laughs> like if I'm having like an, ex- like three days of anxiety, I just like won't be as like, I won't be like FaceTiming you as much necessarily. Fair. But then three days later, I'll be like, oh, I had the worst three days. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But you don't go dark. Like, no, I don't like cut everyone off. Like I'll still respond. Yeah. But my point is, like, sometimes I won't be as, like, active Mm -hmm. in, like, returning calls Mm -hmm. or, like, I'm really big with, like, when I, like, bouts of anxiety, I kind of, like, go into, like, I become a hermit. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just the way I deal with things. It's, like, I just isolate. I don't really take phone calls. And, like, I feel like I'll do that sometimes. But then, like I said, I'll call my friends up on the day that I feel better and I'm, like, oh, like, sorry, I've been so MIA. It's just about being honest. Mm -hmm. I think honesty goes a long way. Like when I was younger, if I had to cancel a plan with you, let's say you and I had dinner and I really just didn't feel like going, I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. (laughs) Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, 
you know, I'm having crippling I, anxiety. Yeah, I'm like, I really just am not in the headspace to go to dinner. Do you mind if we re- like reschedule? I think honesty goes such a long way. Yeah, and I think that empathy, like understanding, yeah. like, well, I don't want to have dinner with you if you're not in the mood to have dinner. That's either. so true because like, I'm not going to spend my money and get dressed and spend my time to right. be with a snooze fest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's so true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think all of it honestly just goes back to the main things that we're repeating: are empathy, respect, um. Compassion. Compassion. Just being a good person. Be a good person. Be kind. Like, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes, like we said, like all different types of friends, you don't know what someone is actually going through, you know? So just be understanding. 100%. Um, Okay, guys. It's time to spill the tea because we're almost at the end of the episode here. (laughs) And I want to talk about a few things. So, first of all, just to close the loop on Love Island, because I will have the Love Island episode up later this week, I just want to touch on Josh and Shannon. (gasps) it's so sad so Josh and Shannon Josh's sister passed away in the middle of the night she was 27 I believe him and Shannon were like front runners of the show they left abruptly I think they were gonna win I 100% think they were gonna win um I have the chills. So do I. I feel heartbroken I just for feel them. so sad. They put out a statement. Did you see it? I saw the video. I don't know how he's being so strong. Neither do I. But in in, a, in like a twisted way, like I'm so happy that she left with him. And yeah. like I know that like when you're – when you stick with someone through that kind of like a tragedy, you know that like their love and their connection is really real. Yeah, oh, I have the and chills. Like, I'm really rooting for them. Me too. I'm I, like – oh, it's just – it was so sad to see them go out and especially – with that being, I, like, it was just like, ugh. You never want to see that. No, no, it, no. It was no. just awful. No. Um, so I just wanted to address that because that made me obviously so sad. Um, I did start watching F-Boy Island. Mm. Have you started it yet? No, is that the, you sent me the, the trailer it's for the it? It's the Nikki Glaser show. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, controversial opinion. Okay. I love the concept. I think the casting was awful. Interesting. I don't have know. Have you any- watched it, McKenzie? I haven't watched it, no. I completely forgot. I think I've watched the first three episodes. I think that's like all they put out on HBO Max and okay. then more come out. Yeah. I don't love the casting. Like I felt like I feel like the concept is great. I think the hosting is great. I think the atmosphere is great. Tell me when you guys eventually watch it. I'm curious to get your thoughts because I just what, what's the premise? There's like two two girls or four girls or something, and then a bunch of guys and they have to weed them out. There's three girls dating like let's say 30 guys or no 24 guys 12 are f boys and 12 are nice guys and you don't know who's an f boy or who's a nice guy i don't know this isn't my speed i like love island because they're all nice no because everyone finds love like there's an oppor- yeah. equal opportunity for people like girls and boys to like find each yeah. other that's why i don't like bachelor like i am a romantic you want everyone all the I love i want everyone to find <laughs> love and everyone to be happy yeah. so like the f boy situation i I'm good living in New York City. I don't need to see more Yeah, of it. and, like, I just feel like the people that they casted, like, aren't opening up well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're just not, like, the kind of people that you want to see on a dating show is how I feel. Mm-hmm. They're not – I can't even explain it other than I just don't think it was great casting. So I'm curious to get the T-Tribe's opinion and if you guys feel the same way. Um, I did watch two episodes of Cooking with Paris because – I heard it was hysterical. Well, because Kelly Keegs at my office wrote an article on, like, how this is the best show. So I'm like, oh, let me watch it. She has a whole cooking show. You think she's going to, like – well, I didn't expect her to be able to cook, but 
she can't even mix something. <laughs> like, like she has like these spatulas that are bedazzled and like they're for show. They're not to be cooking and she's right. like flipping like pancakes with them and then she's like, oops, the rhinestone fell off. <laughs> and the best part is that she switches between her Paris voice. Oh, and like her she'll narrating, voice? she'll be like, today we're cooking pancakes. And then she'll be with Kim Kardashian and she'll be like, yeah, so. Uh. No. <laughs> And, like, goes between. (laughs) No, like, it's trippy. I'm like, whoa. It's like whiplash. I feel like that show would be really entertaining, but honestly, the real MVP of that family is Kathy Hilton on The Real Housewives of Beverly Mm -hmm. Hills. I just want a show with Kathy. So Kathy's on an episode. I haven't watched it yet. I gotta watch it. She is a hidden gem. So, like, it's a funny show. I mean, it's so easy to. It's like one of those things you can watch while you while you cook or mm-hmm, while you mm-hmm. do work. Like mm-hmm. it's not you don't need to be like locked <laughs> in. Yeah. It's like Paris, like literally flipping a pancake. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was funny. Again, I only watched two episodes, but I always just need to like get a like that's how I am with F Boy Island. I need to just get like a little taste of what's yeah, out there. See how it is. But there's, back to what I was saying earlier in this episode, there's so much TV on right now that I'm, like, a little overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that there's two seasons of Love Island happening simultaneously, I had to only lock in on one because I... Yeah. And by the time then you get to UK, it'll all be out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, like, really, it's not... It's kind of a good thing that I'm, I can only watch one at a time because when I was binging during, um, like, the heat of quarantine, mm-hmm. I would watch, like, nine episodes a day and be like, <laughs> that is mortifying. <laughs> because Love Island's, like, 50, se- 50 episodes. 50 episodes. There's Wait. so many. Literally, I was watching it. And You're watching I was, season five, yeah, right? Yeah, season five with Tommy. Oh, yeah. my God. And I was on episode, like, 16, and I, somebody had, like, come over. They're like, wait, are you still watching this show? I'm like, yeah. It's, There's 50 it's episodes. Only Episode 16, like, we got a long way to go. A long way to go. Well, that's why, like, this season, Love Island UK, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, like, nothing's really happened so far. And then I'm like, what am I kidding? There's still 25 more episodes. Like, (laughs) so much could happen. Like, they still need the parents to come and this and that. and. Yeah, so... I feel Casa more happens earlier in the season than I expect it to. That's what's confusing me. I, yeah, because I feel like Casa more happens in my mind, like, more towards the end as, like, the final Same. test. But it happens so early on because, like, they have to shake up the cast and stuff, so... That's what's confusing it, me, yeah. I think, because it happened, and I'm like, oh, it's almost over. Right, but it, it's... This is not come. that great of a Love Island UK season, I have to be honest. Like, yeah. everyone's feeling it. Uh, I sad. know. And UK is usually the better one, right? The best. Yeah. yeah. It's because you, you don't know, know what, what they're saying. Yeah. You have to watch with subtitles. And they say, like, fit. Like, yeah. so fit. I <laughs> love when they say fancy, that. Fancy a chat. Yeah. And this is no spoiler, but I again, with casting, the men that they casted, that like, the first five in the villa were duds. Mm. So what happened was normally you get those like instant connections kind of and it's not to say there's not like some or whatever I don't want to give anything away but they were duds. Like even the girls would sit around and be like these guys don't speak. Mm. They weren't funny. You don't have any like Kim and like Chris and Kim or like Curtis and Tommy. Like there's no like jokester. So it's kind of just like flat I feel. What's Maura up to? How's her new boyfriend? Maura has a new boyfriend. Um, Maura's from season five. Have you been introduced to Maura yet? Um, I don't know actually. No, she, you would you know. Will know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maura's like, tall model. She's a Stunning. fiery Irish, Irish. The prettiest person I've ever seen She in my says, life. Um, I don't know. Tink instead of think. Oh She's my like, God. I think. <laughs> That's no, so more must have not happened. We, we joke that Mora looks like she has the pretty filter on twenty four seven. Oh my god! Like she is 
drop dead gorgeous. She, and she's like so Irish that she has this like strong ass accent. It's wild. And such oh a wait, temper. yes, I yeah yeah yeah. You know, I've been introduced to her. Yes. yes oh, yes. we love more. Yeah, no, she's she's the best. a firecracker. Yes, yeah, she's wild. <laughs> well, then some of the guys from Castle Amor this season were like really big from like they were like Scottish and whatever on UK. Yeah, I I had to put subtitles on for those five episodes. I was like, what are they saying? Uh, and I'm really it's funny because well, I watch it's these like, shows. What are they saying? But then also what does it mean? Like I had to look stuff up on Urban Dictionary because it's like I've never <laughs> Oh, what's a wanker? <laughs> what's a um what do they call it? You had a whole list in your phone of like oh. oh my god, I do. No, what are they called? A geezer? Love Island lingo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Early days. Lingo. Lovely on paper chat, banter, cheeky, buzzin', pull, bird. You all right. <laughs> you all right. Fuming snog. I got a text. Fancy fit. <laughs> fanny flutters. Mint crack. Fanny flutters. That was a Mora thing. Crack right? on. Gutted snog. A bit of me. Ugh. Fanny flutters. Oh, I still always say it we about sh- fanny flutters. You should bring that back. I say it every day. <laughs> <laughs> when we get, never left. When we get a midnight meet submission, which by the way, oh my God, yes. But I feel a little awkward writing on my stories. Fanny fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already writing midday meet. Like, oh my god, the best. Jill and I. This was the originator. We, we developed this together. Oh, yeah. Who did we? Was it Tommy? We would send. We. It's when she was knees deep into binging Love Island. Yeah. We would just all day just send each other like the guys from Love Island. Yeah. And, like, that's when it started, like, midnight me, Mm -hmm. like, deep in quarantine. Well, you you started midnight me, and then I would text you at noon, or, like, it would be, like, 1130, I'd be like, ooh, there's a midday me. Or, like, (laughs) (laughs) mid-morning. It's really turned into a phenomenon. Um, Yeah, so that's it. I'm also watching Big Brother, which, like, it's a great season, but, like, usually I'm a live feeder. Like, I'm one of those people that watches the Big Brother live feeds. I hate this. No, but... I can't be that way because there's too much TV on and, like, I have a real job. Yeah. Like, so, like, I'm really behind some Big Brother. I'm watching Love Island UK, Love Island US, um, F-Boy Island, I guess. <laughs> Housewives. Um, there's so much. Like, oh, Outer Banks I binged. And now um, Virgin River I haven't even watched. Oh, so good. Is it? I love Virgin River. Hibley. Oh, my God. No, not even a Hibley, like just a Lee. It is so, It's so love, bad. Their love is, is that so on Netflix? pure. Yeah. Okay. Mackenzie. No, I no. haven't Mackenzie, watched it. Block off your calendar. <laughs> no, don't do it. There's like, it's like, it's such an easy watch. I think there's like three, se- two or th- three, three seasons okay. and like, you'll just, It's like, it's did like you watch Heart of Dixie? No, no. Okay, but it I is Heart that. of Dixie reinvented. <laughs> so I, should watch, I should watch Heart of Dixie. I would be so into it. You would it. love it. <laughs> Wade? I just love love and I just want everyone to like I love love too but I'd rather it come in the form of a buff of man a shirtless man <laughs> on a beach with a drink I don't like I'm not into this like hick shit oh give me a mountain man in a flannel <laughs> chopping Jill, wood Jill loves a beard I, it sounds like I would love it because I love like I love um like Hallmark movies oh yeah yes, I love it okay I'm gonna watch Wait, it then do, do you watch This Is Us uh yes, but not like recently. Yeah, we like, all stopped. I, no, it's okay. Do you know? Do you know Sophie? She, he's like the um. Yes, they I were think so. they were married. Oh and yes, they, yes, 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 with the blonde guy. Yes, the tall. So so it's Sophie is oh. like the main character in um, Virgin River, and she's like oh, gorgeous okay. and just like so sweet and like a little sassy. Shut up. This sounds like I love. This sounds like my speed. She <laughs> loves it. No, Jill has a thing for men with beards, and mm. she'll send me like wood, like men, like on TikTok chopping wood. Oh, <laughs> like, could you not? Like, 
so okay. hot. She's like self sufficient and just could like save Stop me. It. No, I have a thing. This is this is for Start another day. But I have a theory about men that flex on TikTok because I like kind of like pseudo dated one over quarantine, like fake and. Um, I just think that if you're a man just like flexing on talk, you have to be a narcissist. I mean, I didn't say he was like down to earth. Because like, this, I don't know, this is my theory. Like, it's nice to look at. Women <laughs> post for other women on TikTok. Men on TikTok post for women too. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like you're not trying to appeal to men, so they just are trying to feed their ego. Yeah. Whereas like women, like I want female followers because I'm a girl's girl. These men just want women to be like, I love your biceps. Yeah. There you was know a thing that I saw? You know Lil Sass? Lil Sass? Yeah. He works here, like one of the kids who works here, he posted, like he's so funny, but some guy posted at the gym, like a serious one. And, and I just saw the screenshot, but it was like, he was at the gym and it, it said, when your girl tells you you're getting too big. And then like Lil Sass, Sweet, it was like, oh, I hate when that happens. Like, <laughs> no one ever says that. That's what like, I'm what do you saying. mean? Okay, why is there? But such... that's only for him. Like, yeah. no girl. Why is there such a disconnect? Like, girls are saying we don't want to see fish pictures and we don't want to see gym selfies. Why are you? We what's like in between? Like, yeah. Why are you still doing? That? Yeah, on a scale of, yeah, it's like very open. Like, very open. That. Yeah, on Stop a scale of it. fish picture to gym, what's between? Like. I guess I guess normal guys aren't posting. Fish picture and gym selfie are both in the bottom. I get it, together. but I feel like they're different types of people. Like the gym selfie gelled hair guy and then the fish gritty guy. One's in Texas, one's in New Jersey. Yeah, true. It's just yeah. But who's, who's in Connecticut, you know? Yeah. Oh, he's wearing the salmon shorts. <laughs> yeah, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Vineyard Vines. <laughs> uh, I just want, like, the skater boy. Like, where's, like, the boy with, like, the, the emo music? No. They had skateboarding as one yeah. of their Olympic sports Th- That's now. another thing. Like, I'm, there's too much TV that I can't <laughs> even watch the Olympics. <laughs> no, literally. I just read about stuff on Twitter. I was like, oh, we I won? Just, that's great. Yeah, I'm like, like, it's in the middle of the night. Like, I'm not staying yeah, up to. Yeah, no. I'll or catch, in the morning. I'll catch, I like, Simone, yeah. I'll catch Simone Biles on the news. Yeah. Right, and, like, exactly. honestly, you all the important ones get posted to, like, the internet, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll so see, I you'll, just watch them on TikTok it. and stuff, the, right? The World Wide Web. <laughs> the World Wide. <laughs> when I was little, I used to live for the the figure skating. You know, yeah. Well, that's uh, the winter. Yeah. Christy Yamaguchi. What was her name? Yeah, no, you got it. Christy, Christy Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. Yeah. Oh, she was. She was everything. Yeah. And Mich- like Michelle Kwan. Also, I think she was from Long Island. I remember being like big, like my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> really cheering for her. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the episode. I will end it there. The friendship episode with a little tea spilled. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This will come out as always on Tuesday. Don't forget that I do have the Love Island episode. And then next week there is a home decor merch <gasps> launch. Ooh. So while our, they could be hung as posters or framed Really, really cute stuff. I manifested this. We have a new saying coming out, dream until it's your reality, which I love. Um, Self-care club. So we have posters, blankets, mugs, Mm. spill the tea mugs, and then the notebooks are finally launching. So all of that will be up next week, next Tuesday, and then we will be doing a fall like clothing and hats and accessories launch. So So exciting. I know. You go, girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jill, thanks for coming on. I love you so much. I love you. All right, guys. Oh, my God. I love you guys. (laughs) I almost just kissed my microphone. (laughs) I don't know why I was about to be like, bye. And like literally peck it. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.